0: Good evening. So, you know, every time we have this mass of the three wise men going to Bethlehem, it always reminds me of the questions that I still have. On this time that we meditate on wisdom and what it means to be wise, I think about those things I still don't know. Why does this person get sick and not that person? Why does this person get a healing and this one doesn't? How do we solve the politics of the Middle East? How do we solve the politics here? Those are all questions I have as we kind of meditate on this idea of wisdom, these three. By the way, just to clear up some traditions, the Bible never mentions three. It mentions three gifts, as we heard, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, so that people just kind of thought there were three people. But knowing where they came from to go on a caravan that distance Archaeologists think there was probably about 20, but we decided to stick with three statues. <clears throat> also, uh, even though traditionally we put the shepherds and the magi in together at Christmas time, the Bible is pretty clear, the gospel is clear that actually the magi, the wise men, they actually came about two years later. Jesus was actually already two years old, someone you could talk to by the time that the magi came and of course they weren't kings, <clears throat> but they had the most beautiful title of all. I think they had the most honorable title that anyone can have. Imagine if people call you wise. I just think that is a beautiful, beautiful phrase. You know, there's a difference between education and wisdom. <clears throat> it always reminds me of my favorite story of a, <clears throat> of a small plane flying across the country and, Inside, there's an old man, a scientist, and a Boy Scout. And after a little while, the pilot comes rushing back, and he goes, I have bad news, we've run out of gas, the plane is going to crash. There's four of us on the plane, but there's only three parachutes. But I'm the pilot, I'm in charge, I'm taking one of those chutes, and I'm jumping out. And he takes one, and he jumps out the plane. The scientist gets up, and he goes, you know, I'm a world-famous scientist. I am the smartest person in the world. The world needs my brain. I'm going to take that parachute and jump out. Now there's only the old man and the Boy Scout left. The old man looks at the Boy Scout and says, you know, son, my life is over. I've lived a long, long life. You're young. You have your whole life in front of you. Why don't you take the last parachute? The Boy Scout says, relax, old man. We're in good shape. The smartest man in the world just jumped out with my backpack. (laughs) Better to be wise. So you know, we actually, the manger scene actually reveals two sources of our faith. We actually have two equal sources of our faith, revelation, the direct communication of God to us in the scriptures and teachings, and observation, just looking at the universe and looking at God's creation and coming to an understanding of God. And those are two equal sources of our faith and they're represented here. The shepherds received direct revelation. The angels told them to go to Bethlehem. The magi, the wise men, did not receive direct revelation. They were observers of the universe. They were astronomers, and they came to the same conclusion, the same understanding. Revelation and observation come to the same idea. Faith and science always come to the same result. And so the wise men are on their way to Bethlehem. And I imagine them, because they're scientists, if you will, because they're observers of the universe, I imagine them thinking maybe the way I did a few minutes ago by saying, We are about to go to Bethlehem to see someone who is from God, who is the Son of God, and we can talk to this person, and we can ask him all of our questions. We can find out all of the questions that we've had answers, that we needed answer to all this time, and I imagine them as they're driving or they're walking to Bethlehem, riding the camels, that they were thinking of what they would ask, and maybe It's kind of an interesting exercise for you to think about. If you had that chance, what would you ask? What would be the questions that you would ask our Lord when you arrived in Bethlehem? And so they finally arrive, and they do something completely different, completely counterintuitive, and really kind of not expected of their role. Instead of asking for anything, they present gifts. Instead of taking anything from Jesus, they present presents to him, gold and frankincense and myrrh. What a tremendous witness, what a tremendous example that is. Instead of taking, somehow they are inspired to give to our Lord. Maybe that's why they're called wise. You know, asking questions, asking questions in prayer for God, to God is always a good thing. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he told them to pray the Our Father. 90% of the Our Father is asking for things. Give us our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, lead us not into temptation. Most of the prayer is asking, except for the first line, which is praise. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And maybe the example of the Magi and the Our Father can teach us really how to pray. You have something on your mind that you want from God. You have something in your, in your mind that you would like to know. So absolutely ask our Lord that, but begin with praise. Begin with acknowledging who this God is. Dear God, you are the God of the universe. You created my life. You are the origin of all. I give you praise, and now here is my question. I think it's a beautiful example of the Magi gave us on their trip to Bethlehem that they first presented gifts and then I'm sure they had much to say but they knew exactly where to go for their answers. They are still called wise because wise people still seek those answers from our Lord. So I'm happy to tell you that in a few weeks we're going to have an opportunity for everyone to possibly get your questions answered in our university series program. That's that large program we have during the season of Lent. We'll have almost 70 different sessions on faith and science, marriage and family, moral issues. Any question you might have, there's probably going to be a course that will address that. And the catalogs will be given out in a couple of weeks, and that will start at the end of February, the university series. And we have have this idea of seeking knowledge from wisdom from our Lord at every age. So in a couple of weeks, we'll have an open house at our school. And you're all welcome to go over there on a Sunday afternoon and visit all our classrooms and see the latest in Catholic education because we want everyone at every age to have the same benefit that these three magi or the 20 wise men had when they arrived in Bethlehem to find that wisdom, to find that peace, to find those answers that can only come from our Lord.